You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so does not cost you a single cent and ensures you never miss another episode. Before we get tonight's episode underway, I did want to tell you about one of our other great podcasts because you need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Sub and follow to Locked on NHL today wherever you get your favorite podcasts. On tonight's show, I did want to catch up on the NHL transactions. I know that we have had a decent amount of time off. It is officially our off-season mode, so of course, like I said on our previous episode last week, uh, you know, the the recording sessions are going to be a little bit slower. We're going to have a little bit less to talk about. Let's be honest, I think most people kind of know where the Jets stand. We sort of know that aside from a few major contract negotiations, the Jets are probably done, so it's going to be a little bit quiet on the news front. Um, In the meantime, though, I thought I would talk about a few other teams, and then I did want to preview a very cool upcoming thing that we've got going, where we are currently voting on a list of the top 50 players in the NHL right now. I'll give a few of my top five picks and my justifications for them. I'm not sure if I'll talk about the ranking on this episode, but maybe I will. We'll see. For now, though, let's start off with the biggest news regarding the Jets, and that is Neil Pionk re-signing for four years at a little under $6 million. He's, uh, I believe, priced at $5.875 million per season. Now, given where a lot of the contract extensions have gone, especially in terms of defenders, this is actually pretty darn good for the Jets. I like the term. The cap hit is maybe a little bit higher than I was expecting. I felt like heading into the offseason, Pionk was probably... Somebody that I would be comfortable, like five to five and a half million, but then watching, you know, a lot of other defenders get really overpaid, I kind of got the sense that it would be a, a bit of a miracle if the Jets were able to get under six million. I also really like the term because four years is actually very workable if, in fact, things go very south and you have to move that contract. If you retain a little bit of salary, I feel like somebody would easily want to take on Pionk's contract. But four years at, what, like 25 years of age, you're basically getting Neil through most of his prime. That, I think, is very good. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There is some risk with the deal. You know, Pionk, of course, I think a lot of people are talking about him as having a really rapid ascendance, right? And part of that ascendance did occur during the North Division season where, let's be honest, in terms of opposition defenders, most of the North teams really weren't defensively inclined and certainly the goaltending maybe wasn't stellar either so a guy like Pionk is likely to put up really good offensive results but I don't think that should diminish his star and shine all that much he's a very good maybe number two or number three D which for the Jets is fantastic while he's probably not the number one D the Jets have been looking for if you want a really gritty industrious hardworking, skilled Persistent defender who can also offer you really good power play scoring value. I really don't think that you can go all that wrong with Pionk. The the cap hit was a little bit higher than I was thinking coming into the offseason. 
But then, of course, all the free agent signings happened. And honestly, he's one of those guys where if he walks, I think it'd actually be a lot worse for the Jets than if they got stuck with a slightly higher than expected cap hit. He's the kind of veteran D that I think is worth maybe shelling out a little bit extra to keep him. And even then, I don't think his contract is super, super expensive. It especially seems pretty darn decent when you look at one of the other big contract extensions, this one being Darnell Nurse signing for eight years at $9.25 million per season, which... That's just really nuts. Nurse is one of those interesting defenders who doesn't really defend. He gives you, like, an insane amount of offensive value, right? The problem is, is kind of like in the in the case of someone like, say, Kyle Connor, right? If you give everything in the offensive zone, and then you give all of it right back in the defensive zone, possibly because you're cheating for offense, you know, I don't know that that's really worth paying that much money for. Um, but let's just talk about Darnell Nurse's performance. He's not even close to being a nine, almost nine and a half million dollar player. Like on a personal level, I'm thrilled for him. I'm sure that that contract is great. It sets him up for life. He's got a ton of money. He's playing with a team that he very clearly wants to stay with and be around. But from, you know, a a team building perspective, this contract just doesn't make any sense. Ken Holland has basically taken an Oilers roster that was already sort of limping along and finished it off. There is no hope for this team now. The only way Edmonton is going to to get beyond this whole part is for them to essentially really ride McDavid and Dreisaitl plus Puyayarvi and Yamamoto to like some sort of a playoff run. I don't think that 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 back end is really capable of of handling the load. They don't really have great goaltending. They have a very poor defense now. Their forward unit is pretty darn good, but you know even with the improvements that they've made. It's it's not enough to really cover up, I think, what the what the back end is really showing. You know, if you're really top-heavy and you don't have enough depth in other parts of the roster, it's hard to win a championship. You have to mitigate all of the randomness in, in hockey, and that's almost impossible, and it's even worse if you have a roster that's it's just not up to snuff. And now Nurse's contract is basically going to preclude Edmonton from making all that many roster moves. They're already really tight against the cap, and I just don't understand why they've sunk so much money into a defense that frankly doesn't defend. You look at the long-term health of that team, and um, it's just going to be a rough one. I think Edmonton has a long way to go, and, you know, McDavid at some point, if he starts to get a little bit restless, you have to think that there's a lot of heat on Edmonton's front office. They've really let some of their best players down, and you know, while you can blame McDavid and some of the other guys for signing deals that maybe were even a little bit less than they deserved, you probably do still at least feel a little bit sorry for them. I mean, McDavid has been carrying the load with Dreisaitl and company for many years now, and it's clear that Edmonton just doesn't seem to even know what to do. And it makes me feel a lot more comfortable with how the Jets have been doing things because you see Winnipeg's approach, and for the most part, this offseason has been a tremendous victory. You know, aside from exposing DeMello, which they thankfully did not get bid on, the rest of the stuff the Jets have done has been very good. Dare I say I'm even looking forward to next season, which, you know, is always a risky proposition, but let's be honest, I, th- I think it's it's time that you can actually give at least a little bit of optimism about Winnipeg. You know, you look at Edmonton, and it's like on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. There is, like, no hope whatsoever. While I could harp on the Oilers, I'm going to try and spare them at least a little bit. Up next, we're going to take a look at a few more transactions, some of which I think are actually very interesting and maybe hold at least a little bit of significance for um, maybe some of the teams the Jets might be playing in the near future. Before we get too much further, though, I did want to tell you about why BetOnline.ag should be the only place you do your online betting. In the wild, wild west of online bets, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should look no further than BetOnline. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. 
Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, MMA, and every sport in between. No matter what you're into, BetOnline has your back. Before that next pitch or face-off, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and scout all the contests for your next win. Stop sitting on the sidelines as all of your favorite teams begin their playoff quests for glory. Win as your favorite teams win. To get started, go to betonline.ag and register for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a matched 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at registration to receive a matched welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are catching up with some transactions and extensions and all the like from the past couple of days. Of course, we've had a break in between uh, this week and last week. And now it's like the floodgates of uh, contract extensions have opened, even if it's actually been a little bit more staggered time frame wise. One deal, however, that did just actually break today is Sam Reinhart resigning with the Florida Panthers for three years at $6.5 million. This contract is... Um, it's a little bit short, I would think. You know, Reinhardt's one of those players that he's been criminally underrated for most of his career. He's genuinely one of the best play-driving wings in the NHL, and I feel like continually Reinhardt just never gets respect for his game. He's actually a very gifted scorer, and even though he doesn't seem like he puts up a ton of numbers, I guarantee you if you actually surround him with real talent and some consistent line mates, he's going to start producing at an elite level. I think what he's going to do with the Panthers is going to be nuts. The contract term probably is a little bit of a concern for Florida just because I imagine they would have preferred having him long term, but they reached a settlement before arbitration, so that was probably their main concern. I'm sure that it's not going to be really comfortable if he actually has to get a raise on his next deal, but maybe three years is kind of an okay term because Reinhardt, I, I think, has like an injury history or something, so maybe this is kind of like a trial period to see how it goes. He's not really as young as he used to be, though. You know, he is in his prime, and he's certainly approaching closer to his veteran years, so maybe the term actually kind of works out, and if he ends up moving in free agency... They, they don't have to worry about extending him to like a super massive deal. For the time that you have him though, three years at under $7 million is great value. I love Sam Reinhardt. I think he's a fantastic player with great vision, great passing, really smart offensive instincts. He seems like a natural fit for how the Florida Panthers like to play. One of the other really big contract extensions that was also looming was Adam Pellick. You know, the New York Islanders have had a little bit of a difficult time trying to fit everyone under the cap, and Pellick was one of those contracts that... I think they were really anxious over. Fortunately for Isles fans, though, Pellick is coming back for eight years at around $5.75 million per season. That's about as good of a contract as you're going to get for truly one of the best top four defenders in the NHL. Pellick is one of those players who's very quietly under the radar, but is supremely effective at being a physical two-way transition D. He's also got a pretty okay shot. I don't think he's like a really super offensively minded player, but in terms of uh, really just being a stifling presence on the ice and somebody who can dominate possession of the puck in multiple zones of the ice. I mean, Pellick is, you know, he really is one of the best defenders out there and getting him for eight years at under six million per season. That's a great value contract. I know that the term is probably a little bit eye watering, but with the Islanders hoping to try and extend their window of contention for as long as possible, I feel like this is actually a very okay gamble. Pulak is going to hit free agency soon, so I'm sure signing Pellick was probably a major uh, point of contention for the team. I'm sure that they were trying to get him under under like a, a contract control and figure out, will they have cap space for Ryan next year? Who knows? 
But in the meantime, Isles fans can certainly be excited about extending this guy for a long time, and he should be a ton of value for this team, even if he's been doing it for a long time and people just didn't really recognize it. Two of the last deals we'll discuss before we step aside for a quick moment uh, involve the Seattle Kraken. Now, the Kraken, I don't know, man, they're a really confusing team. I know that on paper they probably should have been pretty decent, but after that draft and seeing everything that's happened, I, I just don't really get the warm fuzzies with this team. I feel like the Kraken have not really moved in a positive direction, I, I would say. I feel like the expansion draft was a miss, they haven't really recruited all that many assets, and they ended up handicapping themselves a little bit in terms of roster strength when they really didn't need to. All that said, signing Vince Dunn for four years at $8 million is actually really good value. Just $2 million per season for a guy who's arguably a fringe first pairing D, probably like a, a Pionk-style player without the, the points necessarily. I just feel like that's insane value. I mean, in terms of a contract extension, you really couldn't ask for much more value. He'll probably get played in like a top four role. I would think he'd easily slot in on the on the left side on either their first or second pairing, but we'll see how Hackstall uses him. He's got great vision, pretty strong edge work, he's defensively sound. I mean, Dunn just checks off enough boxes to be a really capable second pairing or even first pairing D. He also does a ton for your offensive transition and uh, your offensive zone possession, so hey, not bad for $2 million per season, that's, that's great value. The contract that is a little bit more curious is Marcus Johansson signing for one year at $1.5 I feel like he's at this stage of his career a fourth liner. I remember when Marcus used to be really underrated for the Caps. Um, unfortunately, that time of his uh, of his career has, well, it's fallen off, let's be honest. I would love for him to resuscitate his career at least a little bit, but he's really had trouble staying healthy, and, you know, he's at the, the stage of his career where, unfortunately, he's probably trending more towards a depth role in the NHL than something where he could really be a prominently high-end player. The good news is that Seattle is a chance for him to reset and, and maybe get a little bit more of a, a role there because, let's be honest, their roster in Seattle is not really deep up front. Maybe he'll carve out a nice little role in the middle six option, but I feel like Mojo at this stage of his career, he's probably looking more at like a fourth-line center role, which, hey, it's not too bad. I probably wouldn't spend a ton of cash on that spot, but if you're only signing him for one season, he's a super nice guy. You can bring him in. I think he'd love a change of scenery getting out of wherever he was. I think it might have been Buffalo or New Jersey. Can't even remember because he's been over a couple of different places over the past couple of seasons. Might have even been Boston. Um, either way, I just feel like going to Seattle and, and getting to play for a new expansion team has to be a really exciting proposition for him. So, Marcus, I'm rooting for you. I hope you have a really fun time there. And as somebody who got to watch Johansson for many seasons with the Caps... It's just nice to see him getting another shot. I hope that he actually is able to make the most of it and stay healthy. We'll return to our free agent and contract extension signings in just a bit. But before then, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why rockauto.com should be the only place you buy your auto parts. There are literally thousands and thousands of vehicles out there, and it's really hard for auto parts stores to keep up stocking parts, accoutrements, and everything in between. You might stand in line for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes waiting for your chance to buy the part that you need, and you find out they don't even have it in stock. If you want to save time and money, then just go to rockauto.com instead. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their easy-to-use intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, and model of your vehicle, and then set a price range filter so you always get the parts that you need at the prices you want. Whether you need a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you can save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Are you someone who loves protein bars? Are you tired of all of your favorite protein bars tasting like ash and dirt? Maybe you're ready for a change. And as a fellow protein bar appreciator, I can tell you that Built Bar is your best alternative. It's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It comes in several delicious flavors like salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many other great flavors. Built Bar often releases very special, limited edition, limited quantity flavors that once they're gone, they're gone for good, so stay tuned to their social media platforms and their website to make sure you never miss another flavor. As delicious as Built Bars are, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 17 to 18 grams of protein. Built Bars are perfect for every lifestyle, whether you're looking to maintain or lose weight. Placing your order couldn't be easier. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Place your order today for the best tasting protein bar on the market. Hello friends and welcome back to the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are going to close out tonight with a few more free agent contract signings and extensions. We've got uh, Igor Shesterkin signing for four years. And his contract is a little over five and a half million or so per season. It's, it's, I'll be honest, it's a little bit of a gamble. So Shesterkin has shown in a very small sample size some very surprisingly good results. I think, you know, some people have, have talked about Lundqvist and, and certainly looking for a successor. And Shesterkin continues to be one of the, the names tossed around. When it comes to spending like five and a half plus on a, a young goalie who doesn't really have a long track record, I think the important thing to understand is that Goalies are always voodoo. It's just a weird position. It's hard to get year-over-year year success that's that's repeatable, and I feel like Shesterkin might be one of those guys that's like a really fun gamble, but not one that I would feel comfortable making. You don't really want to piss him off and let him go either because his potential seems to be very high, even if his floor could also be really low. So I, I don't know what to say with this deal. Goalies are always very strange. You know, maybe the Rangers actually look like a genius a couple of seasons from now, or maybe he is exactly what people are worried about, and he ends up being mostly a backup. The latter seems less likely to me, but I'm not sure he's going to be like the stud starter either, so I'm, I'm curious to know how he pans out. He seems like a potentially quality young goalie, so I feel like this is not the worst gamble to make. I mean, it's a really hard position to find a lot of quality alternatives for, so we'll see how Shusterkin handles it. The other kind of interesting goalie signing is Carter Hart signing for three years at around $4 million per season, which... You know, Hart has had a very up-and-down experience over the past couple of seasons. Last year was just a devastatingly low point where pretty much everything went wrong for him. I genuinely felt bad for Carter. It, it seemed like he was down in the dumps. I feel like he needed to see a sports psychologist. Just anything that could go wrong did go wrong for him, and I feel really bad, but this is a chance for him to really rebound and recover his form. Even Connor Hellebuck has had some really serious stumbles. Nothing quite on Carter Hart's level, mind you, but... You know, some mechanical issues that did actually impact his performance enough to be, you know, debatable as to whether or not he was going to be the lead number one guy. And, well, we all know how Hellebuck turned about, so I, I have a feeling Carter Hart will eventually figure it out. I'm not sure when he'll do it, but I have a, a modicum of faith in him. He seems like a good kid. He seems like the kind of goaltender that, over time, will actually be a stud. I just think it might take him a little bit longer to figure it out. The last contract we'll talk about before we close out tonight is Jakob Vrana signing for three years at $5.25 million per season. I love Vrana. If you've heard me talk about him on this podcast, you know that I've seen him a lot for the Caps. 
you know, he was a local player. And Verana is an extremely talented goal scorer, great natural shot, great vision, great skating and acceleration. That dude's just a menace. I feel like the term on his deal is a little bit short. It seems like a lot of these teams are signing for around three to four seasons. Maybe anticipating a flat cap, I don't know. But you definitely get the feeling that um, teams and players are maybe trying to wait until the financial situation is a little bit more stable before renegotiating a, a longer-term contract. Verona, you know, he has that special kind of something. I know that Manta is really good, and honestly, it was a fairly even swap when you look at the player-for-player player kind of aspect of it. But, man, the way Jakob can attack space and really cut by defenders and then add that just extra touch of finesse to his game just makes him such a fun player to watch. He's probably one of the most entertaining wingers that I've seen in the NHL over the past couple of seasons. I kind of put him in that tier with like Nikolai Ehlers. I don't think that he's nearly as good of a playmaker, but in terms of being a pure goal scorer, you're really going to be hard-pressed to find anyone who scores at the rate that he does, especially at even strength. He's like a monster at even strength, so I hope that he kind of kills it for the Red Wings. I'd love to see him have a lot more recognition for just how good he is, and I feel like this contract is a fun time for both sides. Let me know what you thought about the contract extensions and maybe if you think the Jets should pursue anyone else from the free agent market. I, I don't think that there are all that many great names out there, but maybe you have a name that you've been, you know, eyeing up and hope the Jets swoop in on. Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets, and maybe I'll give you some analysis on your favorite free agent signing. That will do it for tonight's show, though. Before you log off, don't forget to check out our Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your favorite media. And as always, thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!